0: Okay. Wow. Okay. It's going to be really emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The responsibility we feel towards the world. like Questioning. Challenging. Say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. I'm scared of friendship. Taking a breath. Just talk. Shame and guilt. Vulnerabilities. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> about to <laughs> something something. What does it not. really mean to be friends? Are we trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more. As examples of the change we want to see in the world. Just Taking a breath. So if we just take a breath. <laughs> well, my face
1: is on fire from the doctors. <laughs> To have healthier relationships with women, they
0: need healthier relationships with other men. The real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves. So i up in a relationship with my oh. husband, and my husband and I sold our house 10 months ago. We have twins that are four years old, we travel around the world, and this is my boyfriend. Hi. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Amory, where it's our intention to bring more love into the world, one vulnerable conversation at a time. So by now, you probably realize that I'm a little obsessed with understanding relationships. (laughs) And in this conversation, Kyle and I got to dig down really deep and understand that evolution of our own relationship. And in that, I'm hoping that this does a few things for you. So we discussed over the last two and a half years how we went from total strangers in a world um, really led by the script of monogamy for relationships to now living together where i happily call both him and marty my partners and we're in new zealand how in the world did we get here in this conversation we really pick apart those moments those really peak important fork in the road moments and try to understand what was happening what belief we were breaking what insecurity did we have to go through Um, really, and really talk about how our world was changing and hopefully these moments are helpful for you because it, it really only makes sense looking backwards as we were going through these, these events, step-by-step-by-step, we had absolutely no idea what was happening, but the cool part is now reflecting on it, we can share our learnings with you in how did we go from breaking our world to now sharing our world and our relationship in a podcast, um, you know, the fun thing that came up is we actually identified what we think is the crucial component of maintaining a polyamorous relationship that kind of happened by accident in this conversation. So I'm so excited for you to hear more of our journey in hopes that it really supports your, you in your polyamorous journey, wherever you are, if you're in the beginning, just kind of toying with the idea or, um, really have multiple relationships going on. So as always with love and enjoy the episode. So, for this episode of Amory, it's just Kyle and I right now, which is kind of fun because we haven't done just a You and Me episode for at least a couple months. Yeah.
1: Oh, Netherlands, yeah. right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, six, six months. <laughs> it's good.
0: <laughs> what things a pleasure. have changed. I know. Things have yes, changed. Yes, yeah. Remember way back when, when we recorded that I was first just your boyfriend. episode? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was just a boyfriend at that time.
0: Uh, speaking of that, that is the topic of this episode. And it is, it's. I find it fascinating this particular topic, which is the evolution of relationships—the natural evolution, yeah—the natural evolution of relationships versus, I think, what we've all gotten used to, which is the script. The there's one type of relationship, and at some point, there's marriage in there and lifelong commitment, <laughs> and all other relationships are failures.
1: Though so you and I did have a ceremony of sorts. We,
0: we did. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that. Oh, we've done lots of little ceremonies, I think. Yeah. It's little, little commitments. Yeah. My whole world has been turned upside down. I mean, everybody that's listening knows that it's been turned upside down for a couple of years, but really in this respect, because we had no idea what we were getting into in the beginning. And now, now we regularly call each other partners. And I think we're going to, we're going to pick that part today, pick that apart. Did I say that right? Pick that apart either way <laughs> for our our you, our listeners, so that you can, I mean, I, it's really fun for us to, to listen to our own history and to reflect back on it. So if you haven't done that with your partner, it's actually kind of fun. I highly recommend it looking at your little timeline. And then it's fun to share because I think it's, there are these incredible inflection points in our relationship.
1: And we've been journaling since the early days of our relationship. So part of our our practice now has been we're putting a lot of our journal entries on Patreon and you know in that in that practice we've been reading our old journal mm. entries and kind of reflecting on where we were where we've come from and you know how we how we got here which is still hard to even figure <laughs> out at times
0: it really is so let's describe the here right now the here is really living together
1: living together this, and this is the first uh-huh. time I've ever lived with girlfriend a partner anyone
0: you're not only living with just a partner like one single partner you're living with you you go full full package that's just your your style you're living with obviously me and marty and the kids so if i could
1: send a transmission back to my former self it'd be like you're not gonna believe this so don't read the transmission (laughs) just just trust me it'll be fine Don't
0: even try. That's why I'm so happy life and time works in one direction because there's no freaking way if anybody said this is what your life is going to be like in two weeks or two weeks, two years, even two weeks, sometimes right now, but two years, if somebody would have said to that, Megan and Kyle, just meeting for the first time, having that geek out session. Oh, by the way, in almost two years, you're going to be living together in New Zealand, like full on living together as partners.
1: (laughs) during a global pandemic and you're going to be doing, doing good. Yeah. You're going to be healthy and happy and, and really in a good, good place, yeah. which we're really grateful for.
0: Very, very, very grateful. Yeah. So how, how do we begin this part?
1: I don't know. How did you, how did you coach me to get here, Megan? Because I wouldn't be here without your guidance. How did you even <laughs> spend all of this tireless energy on me to coach me from being a Playboy asshole to <laughs> a very respectable partner that I am today.
0: Oh, you are.
1: <laughs> and playboy asshole is really, that's a strong word. Yeah. I wasn't that cool. You weren't that cool. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was struggling. I was yeah. struggling to, have, to well, have deep connections. Yeah. Think, tell,
0: so tell me a little more about that. How, how did it feel to be you maybe two and a half or three years ago?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the thing that we had in common, you and I was, was that we, both of our hearts were off mm-hmm. and for different reasons. And, you know, we both came, we coming from totally different ends of the spectrum with relationships, me having many short-term, you know, relationships and you having a one really long one, mm-hmm. but we still arrived at the same place in the, in the sense that our hearts were off. And, and, you know, I, I think both of us believe and, and feel incredible about we both turned each other's heart on. Mm-hmm. So how did that happen? <laughs> I guess is the better question.
0: Good, good, good question. Well, I think even backing up a little bit more for listeners who might be new to the idea of polyamory or just thinking about things, I want to frame this whole discussion as this is, this is our journey and our story. And what is incredible about when you open up yourself to many loves or multiple loves it could it always looks different so the last thing i would want is our story to become someone else's ideal script so we'll just lay that on the table
1: so here here's maybe where i would would start again which is Mm -hmm. that when you begin a new relationship you bring with you your past you bring with you your patterns you bring with you your wounds you bring with you everything from before mm-hmm. and Your current
0: th- beliefs about yourself and life and partnerships, yeah. relationships, mm-hmm.
1: insecurities, yeah. you bring all of that and and I think what you and I experienced, which was really powerful, and I would mimic if you were other mm-hmm. people, is that we had some healing oh, that occurred, yeah. and you and I both supported each other tremendously in our in our own healing, which I think empowered our relationship to be as healthy as it could be. And and to naturally grow with as little of those past pains as possible. Mm. And I think I became that contrast for you with Marty, which then fed back into healing your relationship with him.
0: Yeah, you were... You were the new relationship energy. Mm-hmm. We didn't start this with any intention of developing a partnership. We had no freaking clue what was ahead for us.
1: We were just showering together.
0: <laughs> that was it. Just we showering together. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> About once a week showers together after after yoga. That was our <laughs> or uh, after a run. Yeah. Yeah. But we we really started again if I'm sure people listen to the recent or the earlier episodes, but if you haven't, the cliff notes are Marty opened up the conversation and basically facilitated Kyle and I really getting to know each other and getting together facilitated as in created the space for us literally was, was there in the beginning.
1: And this is the part where we have tremendous gratitude for Marty <laughs> as, as usual. But for me, I think I feel a lot of gratitude when I look back and I read my journal and I see that I wouldn't be here we wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be together. And again, if it wasn't for Marty, a hundred percent, hundred percent, thousand percent, not only because he led the charge and opened the relationship and made the space, but he literally intervened for us on our behalf, many ways to keep, to keep us going, to keep us, to keep our hopes up in, in times when, it, when it faltered. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I've only tried to return that that energy to him and my and my friendship with him because i feel so such a deep gratitude for that and you know whether it was times where you know you and i were struggling in different ways to communicate struggling to get to know each other Mm -hmm. physically i think marty was always there supporting me and i yeah i'm I'm incredibly grateful to Mm -hmm. him for that forever and because yeah he's he's intertwined and Inextric- inextricably linked yeah. to, to our relationship. And, and that
0: is the incredible part that I don't think, unless you've experienced it, it's really hard to understand how that can connect. So our love, Kyle, you and I, the way that we connected, it was really Marty that was making the space for it. And in that time, I think the way that we categorized it was really, it was really chaotic. We didn't know what we were doing. Everything was new. Our world was breaking the paradigm of monogamy that I had always lived by and never knew that that was just one paradigm out of how many different, you know, paradigms or beliefs around what relationships could be. That was breaking in the beginning. And it was such a, God, the highs were high and the lows were low and they just, it was everything in between. And I think, oh, one thing I want to note here is that as you're breaking down the paradigm of monogamy, the one question, or I think the one piece that some people can get stuck in is if I'm falling in love with another partner, does that mean I'm falling out of love with my current partner? And I don't think it's at all that way. But I can see how people start to think of that because unless you fully get yourself out of the the paradigm of monogamy, you're going to naturally assume that your love for a new person automatically diminishes the love for your, you know, for someone else.
1: But there's been a natural evolution of your relationship with Marty as 100%, well. hundred percent, which as,
0: I, yeah, yeah, which I love. Okay, I'm going to digress and geek out a little bit on my theory of the evolution of relationships. <laughs> and somebody please tell me, if somebody's written a book about this, I want words to describe this. I don't have to write the book myself. Got lots <laughs> of things I want to do, but I'm really, really passionate about spreading the message of that relationships evolve. And where we get stuck is that if we think that relationships are static and then they're not supposed to grow or change when they do, because they always do, then we feel like things are falling apart and we hold on, we hold on to the known that changes. And then we give up on the relationship because it has changed. And I don't think it's healthy at all. It's too rigid. So if you think about relationships shifting as a natural phase of the relationship, and everybody knows when you f- first start dating someone, there's this incredible high. That's what in, in this world of polyamory, we call new relationship energy or new NRE. And is this burst, you know, it's an incredible, incredible energy. And then as that subsides, and then you get to know the person a little bit a little bit more, you can fall deeply, deeply in love and feel if that's where the relationship is naturally going, you can feel this incredible, incredible connection and just deepen and deepen and deepen. And I feel like that's what happened with us. That's the first maybe year or two. And the mistake I made was in the beginning of us being together. I felt like it wasn't even, and I didn't understand the natural evolution, evolution of relationships. I tried to almost force you to be interested in other women because I wasn't honoring where we were in our relationship and where we were in our relationship was this intense, intense, like getting to know each other phase. And and
1: I think you felt guilty. I totally did. Yeah. But it was like,
0: how could I have this attention from, you know,
1: but the easiest way to say it is that my, my identity was shifting, changing my, I was transforming. So it was really hard for me to meet women on that on that road of hardcore transformation and change. And you were really the only, you were like my guiding light during that because we were going through it together Mm -hmm. and you were changing as well. So it was really hard at that time for me to meet and date anyone else because my, my life was changing so rapidly. And I think most people were pretty spooked by that. Mm -hmm. Most people's lives don't change at that, at that rate. And I think I was still figuring out what I wanted and, what I'm attracted to and and even what I attract, and I hadn't arrived at that that point of transformation yet where now I think I'm attracting people into my life and it's it's easy it's yeah. it's just being myself and that back then I think the the best thing that I did was to really keep myself focused on you and myself in in that process and mm-hmm. trying to you know trying to step into it with a with my heart and and do it in a way that, that felt good. Cause I think I needed to keep checking in on myself because things were changing so rapidly. And that, that to my, you know, if I'm going to give myself some props, it yeah. was really like taking it step-by-step step, checking in with myself and and knowing that this felt right. Yeah. Because I was getting a lot of feedback, anyone that I talked to. And I think we can maybe get into the part where like you and I started to fall in love. And, and I think that was really the, one of the harder points for me because, That was the scariest part Mm. because I felt it felt like this was not a valid love. It was not like it wasn't a valid love because it was so different. Yeah. And I think I was, I was, so why wasn't it valid? Was because I was looking for validation from others. Oh, yeah. And I think that actually broke that paradigm for me because I was like, I don't care what other people think about my love. I know what it is and they actually can't see it.
0: Yeah. There was so a time different. though that you did care
1: yeah, because you totally. started
0: sharing in the beginning. And I know you just had that in your most recent post that went up on Patreon was about, it was a journal entry during, I think during that time yeah, of, of falling in love, but then hearing other people say, well, don't, don't fall in love. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was, there was a lot of resistance in my world to me falling in love with you. And you know, I think that's part of why I created that, that like mantra for myself, which is like, don't, don't judge the butterfly while it's going through the mm-hmm. the transformation mm-hmm. process because you're judging me. And, and, and that was like my last thing I wanted to say to other people before I just gave zero shits about what they <laughs> thought was like, don't judge me because you don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You didn't know. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> it, but also like, I'm, I think it's going to impress you at the end. Or, or down the road where, wherever this goes and yeah I think people would be they are they are impressed with where this has gone like mm-hmm. where where I've gone as a person and but also where our relationship has gone which is you know we're partners I'm not just like this fling boyfriend
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's it and really yeah, is I'm,
1: I'm connected to your family I'm
0: how did you keep stepping in I think that that's the biggest part for, I I mean, I can't, I only have my perspective. I'm
1: not Marty crazy, but I'm Kyle crazy, which is. Complimentary crazies, uh, really
0: perfect. But how did you, I I have my perspective from being in a long-term relationship and Marty and I opening it. The piece that I feel like is so impressive is that you, you came into this, Mm -hmm. that you not only just came into it, but I feel like it was this regular recommitment of stepping back into the really into the unknown because you didn't, we didn't know what was waiting for us.
1: Yeah. How did
0: you do that? Why did you do that?
1: Honestly, I, I think, you know, when you look at it, the full scope, it seems really crazy, but I think little step-by-step, it wasn't as intense, right? Mm -hmm. There were definitely moments of intensity. And I think a lot of those revolved around you you breaking down marty mm-hmm. breaking down which i now can really understand was like you were your your former identity was dying you know yeah. marty's former identity was dying and i don't think i i could appreciate that because i haven't i've had those breakdowns in the past but i think what you guys were experiencing was really intense to watch mm-hmm. and i think i didn't know i didn't know where everything was going because of because of how severe what you guys were going through was mm-hmm. emotionally, it was really emotional, and the the shift of your relationship with Marty was not easy. No. At, at times, and I think now I think you've both gotten to a place where you where you're comfortable and, and happy and safe with with who you are individually, mm-hmm. and then where your relationship is. And I it think really is, I, ne- I needed yeah. that to to kind of settle out. So for me, that was that was a bit of the wild ride, which. Maybe I'm attracted to it. I don't know. <laughs> but I think along the way, like I knew, you know, I, I always will say this, that I knew that you and Marty would were doing the work. I knew that I could trust you. Mm-hmm. That was huge. I think I, I really lacked trust in, in all my relationships really across my whole life. Mm. I lacked a lot of trust. I lacked a lot of trust in myself. But I think you both earned my trust really early on. And that was because you would say things and you would communicate things really vulnerably. You would talk about emotions very openly. And for me at that time, that was foreign. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because now you you think of me as the, <laughs> as the, the leader really of that, vulnerable. But, yeah. which I, it's because I've always wanted it. And I think maybe that's what I was really going for. It was like, I saw this thing that I've always really wanted, which was this emotional safe space that you had created a vulnerable space. And I was so attracted to that. I just kept mm. going for it even when it looked you know rough and scary and like it was falling apart i believed it i believed in it i believed in what we were creating
0: wow i love that idea too of being attracted to what you what you want you know maybe a part of you that or a way that you want to be that you're attracted to that and that totally makes sense i mean i know that that's what has attracted me to both marty and to you and i feel like we've incorporated little pieces of each other it's it's really you're pretty crazy. hard to
1: resist as well Aww. so I think I was always choosing choosing you I'm like yeah she's worth it she's worth the, all of this for sure
0: thank you thank you
1: yeah you're mm. my best friend and I think really our our purpose you know what we're going after in our for our life purpose or like the things that we want to create in the world I think that has deeply kept us together, mm-hmm. you know, through, through things like you selling your house, which mm-hmm. I think was a really big moment oh my gosh, yeah. and a fork in the road for me.
0: Yeah. That I, was I'll kinda... remember
1: that day. I remember.
0: So that was the next phase of our relationship. If we can call the beginning, just really, really dating, getting to know each other and all of us breaking our worlds and healing and new, new trauma or healing trauma and creating new identities. I think. Yeah, when, when Marty and I decided to sell the house and flip our life upside down that way, it was a very big fork in the road for you and for us. Yeah. Like I didn't, I yeah. They were Marty
1: would say, that was clearing the noise time. Yeah. And I think that's actually where the, the identities came in because we didn't really have our identities yet. The ones that we you and I look at each other now and, mm-hmm. I, and see, I think we didn't have those until after you sold the house, until after we started traveling. I think that's when we found ourselves. So found. tell me about
0: that day. You said you remember the day.
1: Yeah, I was in Germany. I, I think you messaged me that you had, you had sold the house from Marty mm-hmm. and you had decided, to sell, decided to sell the house. Yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, this is probably over. Cause I, I, I think I was already l- feeling low about You had us. already
0: been in Germany by, I think for six weeks at that point.
1: Yeah. I'd been gone mm-hmm. for a little while. I think anytime you and I have been apart, it's been hard. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm really doing my best to limit that now. Like even the, the we've talked in the past on podcasts about, oh yeah, four to six weeks or mm-hmm. four to eight weeks max, that still takes still a really hard. big toll mm-hmm. on us. And I think, yeah, I think that we've started to move away from that now in our in our partnership. But mm-hmm. back then, every time we would have that distance, it was it was like we were in a week, mm-hmm. a weekend state. And so yeah, when I we like sold the house that. Yeah, at think... that point, it was like, oh. I'm already feeling negative about this. I think you'd already met someone else. And there are all these things that I think were, I had a, I had a moment to, I could run or, you know, in that way, like I could, I could, I could leave this relationship and I had an opportunity to leave at that time Yeah, because you were leaving and it would, it, it, it would have been, been fine. Yeah. I mean, we would have been, mm-hmm. you know, friends or something like that. And but I didn't So what
0: was the <laughs> I know, right? You you just keep stepping in, and I find that so sexy about you. You just keep stepping into I like it. Adventure. But what <laughs> that's that's very clear.
1: All these things make sense.
0: But <laughs> what was it though? I mean, if we can frame it with this idea of you either go back to the life that you knew, or right. yeah. you're willing to step into something that is the unknown. I cannot help but to think about Frozen 2 right now. I'm just such a geek. Okay. Stepping into the unknown. but So that's Pardon really the me. choice. And, and honestly, I see so much of that happening right now too, which is what, what has happened during these quarantine times for people. It's just our, our our concept and our known reality is so shaken right now. And there's an opportunity here. And the, I think the Chinese symbol between for crisis and opportunity is the same so there were points just like right now as the quarantine time and people are losing jobs and life is changing that it could go one of two ways one is really hold on to life as you knew it <laughs> which really doesn't go back i don't think so i don't right. i don't think you can go back once your life is once you've experienced something new but there's this idea in our heads that we can like oh, i'll just pretend like none of this happened i'll just go back to the way it was Or what feels like the scarier option, which is step into a a new life, a new identity. Oh, you were talking earlier about letting go.
1: I think I had this belief that was starting around that time that I didn't belong in Chicago. And that belief had started because all of my friends were leaving. Hmm. And, you know, my friends, the Gonders, who were Mm -hmm. in Germany, who I was visiting, had left. And then now, you know, there's numerous friends that had Mm -hmm. left. I have like a list of them, and I would like talk about it. I'd be like, all my friends are leaving, but I, I started to have this feeling like all the people that I connect with leave Chicago and they go to California, they go different places, and I started having this feeling like I don't belong here, my people are not here, mm-hmm. and I think when you decided to leave, I had already started traveling mm-hmm. and opening my mind to I can work anywhere, I can I can explore, and and I can get so much from travel, and I think that was. That was the decision. The decision was that, yeah, I want to I want to see what else is out there for me.
0: Hmm.
1: And I I knew what my life was in Chicago. And I think it was I don't belong here or my people aren't here.
0: And I was searching for something. Then starts the chapter of us traveling together. And I think what we didn't realize then, but what makes sense now is that was short bursts of living together just short bursts of a week or two at a time, you know, maybe 10 days and we're all together. And you and I would go off for a couple of days and then we'd come back. So we were doing this weird melding. And I can only imagine that the people that are out there right now that are playing around with, with meeting different people and different relationship structures that are going through the same thing, which is like, oh, how do I structure this now? Because some, some part of what we talk about with polyamory is really, it's heart-based. It's very, it's can be somewhat intuitive, but then there's logistical parts of polyamory, the yeah. how to, like, how, how did we do that? And I think I'm so thankful of, of your willingness to travel with us. And again, that's you stepping into it. You, you not only <laughs> traveled around the world, you'd be like, Oh, I'll meet up with you in South America. Cool. Sweet. See you there. Oh yeah. You're going to <laughs> Europe. No problem. I'll be there. I'll structure it with some other, you know, meet up with some other friends during that time. And you used it as adventures for you. But there were, you were living with us for a week or two weeks at a time with Marty and I and the kids and you don't have kids. And that's a big, I mean, we talked about in the previous episodes, but that's a, that's a big shift. Mm -hmm. And it's one that you just kept on being up for, which I'm ever so grateful. Ever so grateful for.
1: You need to be, you need to be flexible. I think that, (laughs) and flexibility is good. You know, I think one of the things that maybe people can relate to that are, you know, Came from a world that, that I came from, which is being single, living by yourself, having your own space. And then as you get older and older, that can become what all that you're used to. And mm. that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy that you're just gonna to wanna to be by yourself. You're just gonna to want to live alone. And I think I I had that feeling that I was getting a little bit too comfortable living by myself, having my own space. And even now, you know, being we always would talk about my how introverted I am. I haven't really like I need a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. but not as much as I thought. Yeah. So like I think my my introverted personality trait was more of overblown than than I really needed. Hmm. And I think um, or your
0: needs have shifted.
1: Yeah, maybe. And 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 I think I was lonelier than I probably would admit. You know. And I think I think that I found a lot of fulfillment and love, and even if if there was chaos and kids that were (laughs) young and growing up you know, I, I was like, I'm willing to take that. I'm willing to take that, that with, with everything. And I think a lot of it, you know, came down to the Megan is Megan is always worth these. We're always worth these things. Mm. That was never a question. What? So your partner has to be worth it. Yeah. However you're coming into it. Exactly. Hey, it's Kyle. I wanted to take 60 seconds to tell you more about Amory's mission. One year ago, we started Amory with the intention to bring more love into the world. And now with listeners in 47 countries, I think we're doing just that, but we want to do more. And we really appreciate your support in, in getting to that goal that we have, which is really to expand and share and normalize polyamory, but also improve relationships, however they are in the world. So we're now in the process of creating a documentary. We're writing books. We're active on Instagram, supporting people. Uh, we're creating content on Patreon. There's so many ways that we want to continue to grow and connect with people and build this community. And we'd love your support and for you to be a part of that community. And the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com backslash and support us there at any level that works for you. We really appreciate you. Now back to the episode
0: and then there's there's choices that idea of commitment of continuing to commit to your partner it's a it's a process and i think even even the idea of commitment i think we have all wrong in in our society i think people can view and i know i did this before before marty and i got married before even at the there was a point in the a fork in the road for marty and i where there was an opportunity to commit or not and I was going to either go to the Peace Corps or I was going to give the relationship a chance. And at that point, commitment seems so scary for me, like so scary, because I thought that if I committed myself to to the relationship, that number one, that it was permanent and I was like stuck in there. And then that to me felt like this version of being claustrophobic in a relationship like ah, I'm being you know, suffocated and I want to be free and I don't want to I don't want to commit. So I have a feeling that there's a lot of fear that people have around the idea of commitment. But what I didn't know that I didn't know is that once I did commit, because obviously I did choose that that option with Marty, is that I felt this levity. I felt like, oh, my God, we're stronger together. Oh, commitment isn't a rock tying me down. It's a buoy in in an ocean of, you know, chaos where I'm like, oh, we're stronger together and we can do more. And actually that even frees up some energy for me. And I think that for me, I didn't realize my relationship patterns until you and I got together because I didn't realize how much that idea of commitment and being loyal really is is just me. And I think that that's why I'm so slow in really really opening up to people, but when I do it's like, you know, And how do you even full. think about
1: loyalty now? Because loyalty a lot of people can take as as monogamy, but
0: Oh, God, yeah, what, yeah that's a good question. Like, what is loyalty?
1: Because you are loyal, and I see yeah. that. And that's really, I think that's oh. one of the bigger things I committed to.
0: So I did this early in my relationship with Marty. I so I never believed in soulmates or anything like that. <laughs> but what was more freeing for me, it felt empowering to say, I choose you every day. Every day, I have a choice. I have a choice to be with you or not be with you. And I choose you every day. And that to me is a version of loyalty where I don't feel stuck in it because it still feels so empowering. And that's, but that also allows for the fluidity of the relationship to say this could shift in some way that we're both not expecting. And then if that's the case, then either I choose a new version of you and a new version of myself, and we keep growing together, or I don't, I don't choose, I don't choose you, or I don't choose that, you know, that together, but I keep, I keep on choosing it as things change. I mean, you and I have changed, and even over the years, Marty and I have especially changed over 20 years. And I don't know if I finished that thought on the natural evolution of a relationship. I think that there's a natural maturation of a relationship that we just struggle and we fight against in society. And we fight against it like, oh, I'm not supposed to lose that new relationship energy. Oh, if I lost that new relationship energy, then I'm out of love and the relationship is shit and I'm throwing it in the garbage and I'm going to get a new one.
1: (laughs) But it's crazy. Or I'm going to be miserable.
0: Yeah. Or (laughs) That's another point. Or I will tough it out because that's what you do and you stay committed over long term and There's nothing changing about the relationship and I will suffer through until the end of my life. <laughs> this just like feels ridiculous. But I think that there's a third option and probably many, many, many more options is that you can continue to evolve together. So the way that my relationship with Marty started evolving when you were in the picture is that you brought so much energy to us. You brought this this kind of newness, this ability to see my relationship with Marty anew, to experience him anew as he was with different partners. Mm -hmm. And obviously that came with a whole slew of insecurities that we both had to overcome, jealousy and everything, all the pieces that are in there. But it was this invigorating thing like, oh, my God, who, who are we? Who are you and who am I that we're capable of this now? And our relationship had gotten to a point and I would say now it's like super mature because I'm not afraid of losing him. I love to see the way that he shifts and grows and is growing through other other relationships now, through his other partnerships he's had in the past, through his partner right now. And it's and even sexually, like my relationship with Marty has shifted sexually because we've been able to grow that way too. And I, you know, I didn't even know that that was possible, Mm -hmm. as well. So what I see is this incredible maturation that I wish I had a little bell curve. I would just, you know, start out and just draw it, draw it out. Maybe everybody has their own their own version of this, but by bringing in or opening up the relationship and bringing in new energy, it infused our relationship with new energy, which was like a catalyst for more growth in, in that relationship. And now I think Kyle, you and I, because we're at this point, we've been together two years. We've now been living together here in like on accident, kind of living together, but now very much on purpose in New Zealand. And now I think we're at a very very consistent point in our relationship. We don't, yeah, Yeah. stable. We don't have the high highs that we used to have when we didn't see each other for a month or two. And then we got to see each other and it was like, oh my God, I can't get enough of you, which is a fucking great feeling too. So that's fun.
1: Yeah, but I I think we're gonna have less and less of that.
0: Yeah, but then the low lows were so low. It was like, oh my God, I can't not, I cannot go two months without seeing you. It's just, it's so hard. And then the distancing that happens Mm -hmm. over that time. Yeah. And I don't, we may or may not experience that in the future, or we may decide to play with it too, to say, oh, this actually infuses our relationship. If I don't see you for a little bit and then I get to see you again, or you go and have a relationship with someone else. I know you started to create this distinction between partners and lovers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that part?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I'm, I always try to organize a very chaotic, free flowing system that we're in just to try to understand it. And I think, You know, we've been talking about different people that come in our lives and we're exploring relationships with them and how do you categorize them? And I think partner is really obvious. You know, partner is someone that you're, that you need consent from when, if you're going to do anything, you know, outside of that partnership, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to to respect their safety, of course. And I think that's actually something that should go across everyone Mm. that, that you deal with. But there's a, a really big commitment to safety across the your partner and, and how that's connected to your, your partner's partner and mm-hmm. and so on and our and our polycule. But also I think, yeah, I think those are kind of the main things about partnership. And you're living together. So you're sharing, you're sharing a space, you're sharing resources, you're sharing yeah, some responsibilities and and you know, like different things like that. I
0: think some partners don't live together. I think that's sure. also a possible relationship structure as well. I think we, yeah, what we're true. finding for us is that we, at this point, we like being near each other more mm. often than not. But I think you can have long-term partners that you don't live together. Cause you find, I mean, I even knew that in the, the world of monogamy where I had a friend that was married, they live, she lived together with her spouse for a little bit. And then they realized, Whoa, that doesn't actually work for us very mm. well, but we, we love each other. We want to stay in a committed partnership. We just need separate separate spaces. So I think that there's so already, there's kind of a different versions of that.
1: Yeah. And Uh, I think lover to me is more of something that's, that's new, that comes into your life and it may not be able to, it may not be something that is, is consistent. So maybe mm -hmm. consistency and stability is like the, the differentiation between a partner and, and a lover.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I would and add, that's
1: how I think about it. I would it.
0: add commitment and respect to mutually created structure of the relationship. Sure. So if you create some, I don't want to call it rules, but if you create agreements, we'll call them agreements. Yeah, I think that's like this is good. what we agree works for us in our relationship. There's some, there's a really big respect around that. And I think yeah. what's incredible that, about this concept of naturally evolving relationships is that people are empowered to create the agreements that work for them. Yeah. And it could be, it's so different. The more that we explore and learn about different structures of relationships that you can see just everybody has their own spin on it. You know, some people come together for the weekends. Some people live together consistently. Some do, you know back and forth. It's just, it's, it can be so different and it changes over time. And that part I, I love as well is that there's no rigidity to, well, that now this is fixed and we live together and that's it and no living apart. <laughs>
1: right. And if I can share one thing that just came up is, you know, one of the the challenges that I had, I think was that I, I had resent for you and the resent came up and I can talk about it now yeah. because I'm through it, but, mm-hmm. but the resent came up because at at certain points I was comparing, Mm. I was comparing, you know, that you had two partners and at one point you had, you know, another, the third person that was in your life. And I think I was struggling and I was struggling to, to create the future now that I think I I'm, I'm heading towards. And I, I think I became frustrated really easily and I started losing hope that, Oh, no woman is going to want to date me because I'm attached to you. And I think, that resent started occurring for me and and i then i started getting more frustrated Mm -hmm. and i think that's a challenge that maybe people will experience is that you know when you're going from monogamy to to polyamory it's it's hard for you to believe that there's other people out there that will just accept you as you are Mm -hmm. and that was kind of i think the point where i was like should i go back to monogamy because then i'll then i'll get somebody fully and i had this whole concept of i need you know and we've talked about Mm -hmm. that when i've asked you like and I struggled with, like, I need all of your attention. I need all this attention. But that was that was still something that I didn't really need. It was kind of like a, a knee-jerk reaction mm. to still working through some of the the paradigms of, of monogamy. But
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think you had a couple reactive instances there as well, where you decided to just go out and sleep with a couple, yeah, a couple mm, people.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I, actually, little, that, I was going to tell myself there, actually. <laughs> but, so thank you for, for prompting me, because I think what i was what i was learning is that yeah i think i i was trying to get back at you and and i was trying to like also show my masculinity Mm -hmm. and and show that i'm attractive and and i was struggling i was struggling i was insecure and i think we all go through that we all go through these moments of feeling alone even in a in a a multi-dimensional relationship you can feel like you're not enough you can feel like Mm -hmm. you're you're alone and i think I was, I think I was trying to grab for all of the things that weren't making me happy. And I wasn't quite there yet. I wasn't quite ready for, you know, another healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. which I think it's funny because when I set the intention, I always like set these intentions. It seems when I start something, but when I started our relationship, I just, and and I started opening my mind to polyamory. It was like, I I just want more loving relationships. I don't want more sex. I don't want more sexual partners uh, that wasn't my intention it was like i want more loving relationships and that actually has rippled across my whole life and the loving friendships that i have and and just you know my interactions with people is more loving and and it doesn't have this like you know are you my are you going to be my girlfriend are you going to be someone that i'm that i hook up with it's more like You know driven by this openness and and getting to know someone really purely
0: Mm, you just reminded me of how i felt when we first got together and my fear my biggest fear was that i was going to take all your attention and that i was going to i i was going to like mess you up i was so afraid of leaving you in a in a bad place Mm. or and really i think i think my main fear was that i was just going to take all of your attention and that you weren't going to be able to love other people but, but when maybe I,
1: I took on that fear, yeah, I mean, maybe I, maybe I took on that fear too.
0: Yeah. I, what I realized though, is I did have a positive intention when we first got together and I allowed myself to fall in love with you because I was afraid, I, I was afraid too, of falling in love with you. I was afraid of you falling in love with me and what that would mean. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of fears there on my side. And, but what got me through it was I thought, well, if I I leave him better off. If I am, if, if what we have allows him to love fully to love more in his life, then it will have served, it will have served its purpose. And I didn't have a timeframe attached to that. It wasn't like, well, I'll give it two weeks and see, see what happens. But that was where I really started to trust myself to say, okay, I, there's something here that's happening that I think is actually really healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, you know there were there was unhealthy times where I was really focused on you. And I think you know when i when I started comparing about like, oh, Megan has three men in her life, and I have only her, and I just became hyper hyper focused on you and your life. And I think because you were you were my everything at a certain point, and I think I really hadn't achieved that like that self love that mm-hmm. that kind of safety that I've kind I've found now in myself, where. I mean I feel like I, I let you go in many ways now I like I've, I've been able to like let you go and Oh my god let's talk about that
0: part Yeah, because I think that that is that is a crucial component of maintaining a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. is the ability to continuously let go of your partner really let go in every sense of the word, let go of them physically, let go of them mentally, emotionally, that, that you're not mine. <laughs> I right. don't own you. You don't <laughs> own me. It's the same thing. And I, and yeah. I think that that's why the even attachment, yeah, go you get, the attachment. Like, yeah. Because there can be an unhealthy attachment that you, you start to feel like, well, I need this person. And then there's fear around losing that person. And I think an exercise for both of us has been when we, when we got too attached or unhealthily attached, that we had something mm. happened and we had to go through a process of releasing energetically oh, we talk about energetic freedom from the last episode we had to energetically release each other to say well if this is if this is where the path goes then i i'm, I'm okay with that and i, I, mean, I, I the trust that
1: mm-hmm. you know trust that it's going to be for the best and yeah. and we hope that it, we're going to be together mm-hmm. and i think you know there's been times where i've had to let you go where I didn't know, you know, if you and Marty were having hard times, I didn't know if, you know, you and I would be able to continue. And I think at different points in this relationship, I was, I was, I felt secondary because, you know, you and Marty had the stop and repair clause. And if anything bad happened, you know, I was kind of taken out. And I think even that has changed as well. But I, but I, because I was in that position, it forced me to come to that place of I have to let go of her. I have to, I, I, don't control what may happen i love her but i let her go Mm -hmm. and and in doing that you know i didn't i never lost you i never i never lost our our connection
0: i think that that's the beautifully counterintuitive thing about all of this is that we yeah that it's really about the ability to let go of each other Mm -hmm. and yeah, and just trust that that's for the better. And, and then
1: there were times mm-hmm. where I didn't let go, where I was like, I'm not leaving New Zealand. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. I'm not, I'm not letting go of where we yeah. are.
0: Yeah, but I think energetically, that was on me. I had to let you go before yeah. Ooh, you committed. Yeah, you that did. was my side. You did. That's I did. Right.
1: I was going to ask you any time you did it, and that was yeah, definitely Yeah, one.
0: there were a couple times. So when, when you went to Germany for eight weeks, that was really, we mm-hmm. had only been dating for maybe six months at that point. Yeah. And you went to Germany and I remember sitting down at the river walk in Chicago and we sat down and I said, I, I love you. And I, I will always love you. And I feel like no matter what our, our physical relationship is. And if it's not physical, if we, if we don't have a sexual relationship anymore, I trust. Yeah. And that was, it was really big moment for me, but that I trust that that we will always be in each other's lives.
1: Oh, wow. You know what I just remembered is hmm. when we, <laughs> when we were, so when I came back, maybe that's where you're going with this. Wow.
0: That's yeah. so long ago. Yeah. So when I feel like, so that was before you went to Germany yeah, so and I kind of go. let you go. And yeah. I was like, Hey, explore with other people, do okay. what you need to do. I, and we'll and see. I went to
1: Italy with another woman. Oh yeah. Well, which I yeah, kind yeah. Of remember as well.
0: Yeah so i had let you go then yeah and then when you came back the day before like the week (laughs) before you came back you sent me this text message saying i i don't i think we need to rethink our physical relationship
1: yeah
0: yeah and it hit me like like somebody punched me in the gut like Mm. it just it hurt and i remember this is crazy i remember being uh that was really early in the morning because the time schedules were off and i got up just by chance that morning to go to a very early spin class. And I had never been to a spin class before (laughs) and I was going with a new friend and I got your message and I, my heart sank and I, I was like, well, good thing. I'm going to go move my body. And so in that spin class, I'm the, the woman that's leading it was incredible. I do not remember her name, but I thank her so much for the one time that I saw her, everything she said hit home for me. And there was a point where she lowered the lights, And she had just said something and I just cried. This is in a spin class and I'm just bawling. Thank God I had a (laughs) towel that I was like wiping the tears away because I just felt the loss then of of you You and I let you go. And I was (laughs) like, this is this is it. Like, it's okay, Megan. You knew that this was possible. And it's okay. And you'll always love him. And then, then we'll see, like, maybe when he gets back, we'll talk and we'll see what happens. But and then what that happened? was a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> then we get back and you decide that we're going to meet at like a Whole Foods. I was like, we need to, <laughs> we need to keep it in- innocent
1: here. We need to do a public place. I was all, I was, I was in a lot of fear at that time. I was yeah. afraid. And I think, so we, we went to Whole Foods and we had lunch and I just remember we ended up like making out in the back of my car or something, someone's car. And, and that's why I was like, yeah, I can't, I, I can't just shut her off. I can't just shut this off
0: and i went there with no expectation i was like all right no more physical relationship and marty 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 was so funny i'm like before i went to see you i'm like i think i think it's done i think we're just going to be friends now and he's like yeah right okay so go go see him and then tell me he was not rocked at all no, and i yeah. was i was like bawling so yeah after what an hour Marty's and half got like a half hanging crystal out? ball somewhere oh my he's god, that tell guy. Us about no so we we got we were talking in Whole Foods, and then we tried to go to a park, but it was so cold and then we just sat in the car and then, yeah, started making out again. And I was like, oh, yeah. so much for but it was like not this, having a physical it was like relationship. a deep mm-hmm.
1: physical feeling it mm-hmm. was like a like it was like a e- deep, energetic being close to you feeling yeah. that was like it was more than it was like this is not supposed to end no no way it was that I felt that
0: for me, just a a recognition of that continued energy between us and yeah, it just we had it yeah well had it have it i feel yeah. like it doesn't matter how how
1: far but i think i i was doubting at mm. that time and i was like oh we, we have it but that
0: was a pattern yeah. that we had to keep going through because every time we would be apart it would just be this dense like really distancing and oh man i feel my heart goes out now because i I see actually that pattern happening with Marty and his partner, and I just I feel for them because I think it is hard to be apart from someone physically. Long distance relationships are not not easy, and so mm-hmm. when you're not close to someone, especially if their love language is touch and and quality time, that's it's, it's easy hard. for your
1: heart to sh- your heart to shut off. It's yeah. easy for you to tell yourself all these stories and and back away. It's easier to not feel your feelings than to feel them when they're they're painful. Yeah. And I, yeah, you and I both can, can empathize and totally, yeah, I, all, all I can say is keep stepping in doing, doing what you can to, to make it work, to come back together and, and also to let go because Mm -hmm. hanging on doesn't work either. No,
0: no, it actually causes, I think the breakdown in the relationship when you hang on too, too hard. Right. because usually the other person can pick up on it and it's the sense of cuz then
1: it's true just, it's when you mm-hmm. let go and it comes back you're there's some kind of feeling where you're like oh, oh yeah this yeah. is supposed to continue like uh-huh. it it doesn't feel forced and yeah, yeah that's uh, a special thing
0: yeah and maybe that's where our whole paradigm around commitment or obligation just needs to shatter to say to allow people to naturally evolve relationships can we let go of this idea of, well, okay, now that I committed to you, it has to be like this for the rest of our lives. Because I think that that imposes, a like it self-imposes something that right. is this ridiculous pressure to live under. And it doesn't allow for where the relationship might might evolve to. I it mean, right now we're kind of shame. <laughs> we're kind of joking around because you and I are sleeping in most nights are sleeping in the same bedroom here, which is really backwards because in our previous travels, I would be sleeping with Marty in the same bedroom, and I would kind of occasionally go visit you. Right. So here, Marty and we joke around now that Marty is my sexy roommate that yeah. I just occasionally, you know, pop me in and you there and
1: bicker on <laughs> we stupid things. Totally do. <laughs> So what is it about the being in the same room that causes that? I don't know. It's like something, something weird.
0: I don't know. It's just we're experiencing this new level of partnership, yeah, yeah. which is, yeah, you can get on each other's nerves a little bit more for little things. Yeah. And uh, well, just, it's like
1: human behavior, right? Like, yeah. I feel like when you, yeah, when you, when you that that's maybe the sexual thing where you, if you withhold something, if you take something away. I think it can it can be positive, it can be healthy and mm-hmm. build up. And I think that's kind of what we're learning is like it's nice to withhold things.
0: Oh, and probably yeah. a traditional,
1: you know, in traditional marriages, it's there is no there is no withholding. Uh-huh. There is no you know, there is no room for that. And there is no kind of longing and, and that build up that we can kind of play with with our dynamic where you you, you know, will spend time in one person's you know, one of our rooms mm-hmm. or the other and, and you can kind of build up that that missing that longing
0: yeah like when you get too annoyed for with me when i'm like all right oh, sexy, roommate, <laughs> <Yeah>. sexy roommate sexy <laughs> roommate i'm gonna go hang out with marty for a little bit yeah <laughs> no but it is fun it's just these these variables that we get to play with now that i think most yeah. pff, i can't normal monogamous relationships don't have those variables to play with like oh i'm gonna go sleep in someone else's room or go visit you know yeah. or there's
1: new there's new energy there's new something that comes mm-hmm with that
0: yeah new fun fantasy sexual fantasy ideas that come out of it
1: (laughs) and i think being more intentional and and communicating more about it is is kind of where we're going Mm -hmm. you know and and i don't know how other other relationships other people are with that and how they manage other partners and and kind of knowing that there's a there's a positive free-flowing energy that that comes from this it's not like Cause I think my orientation had been even, even on this, the beginning of this trip in New Zealand, two months ago, I was like, this is our trip. This is mm. me and your, mine and your trip. And, and then, so that then made it difficult for me to flow with Marty and to, to be more cooperative. And I think once we change that, that whole orientation that, you know, we check in with each other and, and if Marty, you know, wants time with you, it's, I want to grant that. I, you know, I, I love Marty. I want to, I want to, I want him to be happy. I want you both to be mm. happy. So it's like, how do you get to that point? Yeah. I, I just want that for more people.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. And we're not going to start the whole conversation there. But what I heard too is the power dynamics and how that shifted over time. Yeah. And again, I'm just giving Marty shout outs because he's not here for this particular episode. But he says that a truly powerful person is the one that gives the power away and not that has to take other people's power. And yeah. I, th- I see that again and again and again as he's just given Really, given you the power that he knows that he has held, and it's created this beautifully equal feeling of relationship and and respect, mutual respect between you two. I just love, I love the connection that both of you have, and the friendship and the the support and respect that you have. It's just, it's unbelievable.
1: Maybe this is the feeling of abundance, and I don't think I've ever felt that like a feeling of power, abundance where I don't, I don't know what to do with all of it. I feel like I, I have so many good things coming my way
0: mm. and i just
1: want to share it i i just want to to give
0: you. It's beautiful. Especially this is what this is what it feels me. like to be to feel abundant.
1: Yeah, i don't abundant think i've ever had that.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: It's pretty nice.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Abundant very very love. lucky.
0: Well, thank you. It's been an honor to see you unfold as a partner. And to we'll call it break you in. Yeah. I, I always joke My around saying your 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 future partners are gonna thank me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so,
1: many, for speaking many to reasons. the future
0: partners of Kyle. Uh <laughs> and I know that there will be some who knows? Don't nobody, be
1: intimidated but... by Megan. She's great. <laughs> I promise. <laughs>
0: thank you. I just want a close relationship. That I do have a request that I, I yeah. do of of partners especially that I do wanna I do want a relationship. Like I want And I, want I and
1: a, I've come around like, loving to really like that. I mm-hmm. really have. And I think that's that's a fun thing. It's it like is. all of this can be it's really beautiful. a fun experience. I look, f-
0: I look forward to being on the other side where I get to see you unfold and create a new level, a new partnership with, with other people. And then I
1: get to manifest a threesome uh, of two women that love me. <laughs> <It's>
0: beautiful. <laughs> I look forward to that moment. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think you're blushing.
1: I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think this is where we end it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for joining us and. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Amory. We've got so much more that we want to share with you. And our podcast isn't the only platform. We've got written stuff, we've got videos, and we put everything. We've got 50 plus posts now, and more and more every day of all of our private journal entries. We're talking our intimate content here. Um, And that's for those of you who wish to go on a deeper journey with us. Um, We think that there's so much more value that we can share with a smaller group of people who are really ready to do the work in your own lives. If that's you, please take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Emory podcast. There's so much more that we'd love to share with you. Um, And if you're not able to contribute on a monthly basis, you can always share us. Share with your friends, do a post. We appreciate anything that you can do to help us get the word out to have more vulnerable conversations in this world. Thanks again.